Welcome to the Fit for Tomorrow podcast. I'm Dr. Nick Sanders, physical therapist, and together I hope we can explore the best ways to stay fit, healthy, and active as busy adults. We all have a lot on our plate. So what is the most efficient way to exercise, eat, sleep, and train in order to continue to do the activities we love well into our future? I hope you enjoy this week's episode. In the journey of trying to figure out how to stay active and fit as, as adults, um, I wanted to make sure we talked to Brian Callahan. Uh, Brian is a physical educator turned administrator, uh, husband, father of two kids, and is uh, working on his EDD, trying to become a doctor, Dr. Callahan, and um, is still managing to stay super active and fit. And He's got all kinds of cool things going on. So uh, I wanted to pick his brain a little bit about what he's up to. Um, he's doing some really cool things with sauna, uh, rucking. He's been in the CrossFit world and is still pretty active in, in some of the lifting things. So uh, always good to talk to somebody uh, that I call a self-experimenter and, and trying different things. So what's going on, Brian? Hey, Nick, I appreciate you having me. This is a, a good time to talk and, and, and explore some uh, ideas and some of the, the nuttiness I, I've been doing to uh, stay active, especially with, uh, you know, all those things you just mentioned, family, education, uh, work. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of fall in this realm and it's just, like you said, self-experiment right now. Yeah. How are things, um, you know, I think it's interesting that you've switched from the education world to now the administrative world. How have things changed for you personally? And then and what are you seeing with the kids? Sure. Uh, and I think the the most comical thing, I remember my first day on the job of being a school administrator as assistant principal is what I'm doing right now. And that's sitting down. And yeah. I think it, it sounds crazy, but um, you know, I, I sat down my first day and I was like, this is, this is different. Like this is tough for me to do. And, uh, and you can see as I'm rocking back and forth, I, I just have an act to kind of move my body. So uh, being a phys ed teacher, uh, I, I was on my feet and I was probably averaging close to 20,000 steps you know, during a school day. So, um, you know, taking that passion from the classroom into uh, administration, uh, I think it's still aimed at the the right reasons. You know, I want to make bigger change. I want to make sure, you know, we're educating our kids uh, the best way. Um, and also, I think the aspect of leadership was, was a big part of why I chose to, you know, pursue administration. And, and that's what I'm continuing to do through uh, my EDD program is continue this leadership role. But um, that big change from, you know, going from coach uh, in a CrossFit setting and a coach uh, athletically for schools that I coach for and also just being a PE teacher, uh, different world, obviously, being in here and being in an office. But um, I try to get out as much as I can. I try to make my environment um, as uh, as healthy as possible. I have a standing desk that I use all the time. Uh, I try to limit how much I sit per day. Uh, but, you know, another thing is just getting in the hallways, walking with the kids, talk to them. Uh, and so finding new ways to be uh, practicing healthy lifestyles throughout has, has definitely been a challenge. Now this is my third year, but uh, I, I seem to be more and more engaged and uh, moving my body around. Right now we're, we're currently uh, a remote setting. so there's limited people here in the building. So um, good thing I have the master key because I go and uh, shoot some hoops for my breaks. If I need to take a, you know, a, a second to gather my thoughts or whatever, I'm definitely moving around. So you're, yeah, you're, you're in a setting where you're able to, to at least get out and do some different things. And um, that, that's really interesting to hear. And the thing I take when I listen to you talk, I, I, since I've known you, you've worn so many different hats, right? You've been a CrossFit coach, you've done track, um, I, one point you were teaching archery in gym class to people, <laughs> um, but it's right. always, it's always been a leadership and it's a coaching, uh, perspective. And, and I think if you can coach young kids how to do a novel task, right? I think the, the, the things that you learn in trying to explain those skills is invaluable. Um, so it's really cool. I'm, I'm really excited to kind of see, uh, the, the future of kind of what you do with the administrative stuff. I, I think it's cool. Um, what are you seeing with, Obviously, yourself, you're sitting more, um, but now we got kids that are virtual. They're at home. They're in front of their computers all day. Um, how are the teachers handling that? How are you handling that? What are you, what are you seeing with the kids, like their activity levels? 
Sure. And, and that, that's a great question. Um, and I, I would say that traditional setting right now with, with kids being virtual, um, their activity levels probably have, have plummeted uh, quite, quite a degree. Um, you know, our PE teachers doing a great job and, and trying to get the, the kids to be active and log certain things. And, and a lot of kids are taking that approach. I mean, they, they still see this no matter what the setting they're in, that it is still school. And um, with that being said, we, we definitely see some kids participating and, and doing these activities. We still have sports going on. So there is uh, a, a population of our kids that are still being active. Um, mm-hmm. But when we look at just the general uh, population of, of students, um, when we take away this physical setting of, of PE and being in the gym uh, away from them, and that might be their only time of being physically active, um, it, it definitely does hurt um, them overall. And so what we're seeing a little bit more in, it de- depends on our students, but you know, a lot of them, a lot of them need to get that energy out. And, and that was such a great outlet for our students. Um, but what we're having our students do uh, curriculum wise is that they're trying to log some of their fitness stuff that they're doing. And so, um, and, and our PE teachers trying to have them look in and, and, and do some self analysis and then also um, report back to to him and and so it, it's definitely something in which I don't know if we see it. You know, we talk about the mental health aspect of our students uh, a lot, especially during this this time of remote learning. And so, and which has you know a big forefront of, of why because you know we're seeing a lot of possible self harm issues and just the fact that they're being isolated away from other people uh, at times is, is tough. And and we realize that, but also I think we we kind of, we haven't spoken enough about the physical activity of the kids, of our kids. And so, you know, the more active our kiddos are, the more healthy they are, the better they perform on, on the standardized testing that we're always, you know, talking about. So, um, you know, it has a, it has a good, uh, correlation, not causation, but, uh, to our academic concerns as well. That's interesting. It- that tracking their fitness and having them report logs, is that something you guys are doing locally or is that a statewide um, initiative? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a local thing that we're doing, uh, specifically cool. at our school. Uh, and I don't know if our, our high school is doing something. I would assume that they're doing something pretty similar. Um, whereas some of the elementaries, it's more of like a calendar type of day. You know, they get to play some sort of like a bingo type of game and, and they have uh, – it's more – obviously kid friendly at the elementary level uh, to where at the middle school and high school level, we're trying to establish some sort of like routine for the kids to do. Um, and obviously that routine may change. And, and some of the stuff that uh, which you'll typically see in a PE setting, which is like, you're talking about your games, you know, your basketball, ultimate Frisbee, soccer, like these type of settings. It's obviously extremely difficult to do it at home by yourself. Right. So it's becoming more and more, of, of this fitness um, aspect that we have and our PE standards. I believe that's, oh man, uh, I think it's standard three or four um, from, from my knowledge of it's fitness. And, and that was a big thing for me when, when I was a PE teacher is I came from a, a great college of Kent State University in which, um, you know, the discussion of teaching games, of teaching kids how to play games off the charts good. Like, we had great concepts um, and the teachers that they produced coming out of there really knew how to teach, um, teach kids how to play games. Um, however, when I came out, I felt like I had a deficiency in the fitness world and understanding like if someone told me like, what is the biomechanics of a pushup? I'm like, uh, I don't know, 90 degrees in your elbow. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those things where you know, that's how I got me in the CrossFit. But uh, now we're seeing that reemerge with our kids being at home. And I think the importance of teaching these kids, of our kids, how to do these movements correctly is important while we're here and while they're at that younger age in the elementary levels. For sure. I, I thought it was interesting what you said about the the test scores in, in education with the kids that are active. Um, I, I recently found a study when we were doing a presentation on sitting and looking at anxiety in females, and I think the bottom end age in this study was 15. Um, 
but they found that any level of exercise above and beyond their daily activity level was able to significantly reduce rates of anxiety and depression in, in young women. Wow. I mean, that's a crazy, and it, and it didn't, it didn't matter how level, like the intensity of the exercise, the quality of it didn't seem to matter. They just needed to do something. Um, sure. And I can't, you know, I can't explain how many young people I'm seeing on different medications, anti-anxiety medications and stuff in the clinic, you know, uh, you get a medical health history sheet from a, a teenager, you're not expecting to see much on there. And now you're starting to see medications and anti-anxiety things. And, um, you know, you wonder how much of that could be, sure. you know, how much of that could we troubleshoot with, with simple things like getting these kids exercising. And of course, games and play are, are the best and, and that social interaction I think is best, but Right sure. And, you know, yeah. And you make a good point on that. The, the fact that which, uh, you know, we, we are seeing an uptick in mental health issues. And mm-hmm. um, as an elementary assistant principal, I was for two years. Um, like we would we would have our, our, our kiddos that would struggle with certain things in which, you know, it wouldn't be as common in an elementary student. Um, compared to a middle school or high school student. And so you're seeing these stresses that our, our students are going through. And, um, you know, my, my thing is always kind of wondering, you know, kind of the basic stuff like movement wise, diet wise, um, you know, relationship wise, like are, are these healthy points for the student or our students? Um, if not, like, how can we, how can we mitigate it? Is it about giving the student maybe some more activity? Is it more, you know, what we're eating is it you know what you mentioned about sitting down i think that these are all good points in which um you know we still need to analyze a little bit more and and think about yeah i'm in this room i'm in this box right now um in which i have the luxury of getting out and being able to do different things and and the reason why i do it because i i know the benefits and you know when i go do exercises you know i i feel better when i do it um, and I think it's, it's another part of just like understanding, Hey, these healthy habits that we're developing and then understanding how to, uh, fight against that, that voice that is, is telling you to go, uh, you know, go play games or, or go eat ice cream or whatever it may be. Um, I, I think that's a skill eventually like we develop as people, um, whether you want to fight that voice or not. And I think being in athletics, um, you know, you definitely have that when, you know, you're running wind sprints and, you know, you're huffing and puffing, but you still got to do two more. And it's, you know, telling yourself, you know, you got to do it. And so I I think there's, there's some aspects in which, uh, you know, we can all analyze a little bit more, but, you know, going back to the basic stuff, like are we exercising enough? Are we moving our bodies? And, and like you said, the quality of the exercise, well, that's, that, that's different. I mean, that's one thing, but can we, can we get out of our seats? Can we move our bodies and, and what are we putting into our bodies? And I, I think those are some questions that, um, definitely need to be looked at further. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly, it's an uncomfortable thing, right? It's easy to, to stay in your bed and in the, in the environment. And right now we got, you know, your COVID as a barrier to, to entry, um, and, and, you know, we're here in Ohio and it's snowing outside and do you want to get all bundled up and dressed up to go do whatever outside? And, uh, it's certainly easier, right. To not, to not pursue those things. And unless you've had the experiences that you've had where, yeah, you've recognized that, Hey, when I go do this, I feel better. My mind's clear. I make better decisions. You've experienced that, but these kids, you know, if they're not in athletics and, and right now, especially, man, I could see where that would be a major hurdle, major challenge. Sure. And, you know, it's one of those things that you mentioned, the fact that, um, you know, it's the quality of your exercise isn't, you know, necessarily the make or break. It's just you doing it. And uh, there was a recent study that just came out, uh, seemed to be uh, getting some some viral hits uh, online saying it was like 12 minutes uh, and you see benefits of of definitely uh, of just uh, aerobic exercise. I believe Dr. Rhonda Patrick, she, she talked about it. Uh, and I think a, a big uh, major news outlet also picked up on it. And I, I didn't get a chance to look at it uh, too uh, in-depthly, but uh, if Rhonda Patrick's talking about it, obviously it's got some, some stuff to it. But um, 
you know, it's one of those things too, like, and, and that's part of uh, what I'm trying to do now as an adult and, and trying to better myself um, because you know what, I'm, I'm not crossfitting. I'm, I'm not doing these high intensity workouts uh, three days on one day off anymore. Um, so I'm finding new ways to do it. And, you know, you mentioned in the opening that, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing a thing called rucking, which is backpack with a, with a weight in it, pretty much. It feels like old school, you know, high school when you had to pack all your stuff from second period to seventh period and you're just like walking around the whole time. Uh, that's kind of what it feels like, but, um, you know, and then you go walk and it's one of those things where if I just have to have a little bit of weight on my back, or if I can just get out in nature and walk and hike, um, like, I, I feel like I can do that. Like, uh, I feel like a lot of people can do that. And, and, you know, I have the luxury of, I have a, an infrared sauna that I have at my house that I'm using. And that's like, I s sit there and I just, I sweat it out. And it's m one of the most refreshing things that I, I can do. And these two little things that I've picked up, uh, in recent, in, you know, past year or so ha have been huge, uh, for my overall well being. So let, I want to dive more into that transition of, you know, you were CrossFitting at a pretty high level, right? I, however sure. you want to define that. But, you, I mean, you were, you were working out pretty hard. Um, obviously, life gets busy. Kiddos start showing up. Uh, job, you know, you keep jumping up the, the ladder and the job demands. Where, where and when did you see that transition happen where you felt like, I don't know, you needed these newer or these different versions of, of activity and fitness and, and how'd you make those decisions? Sure. I, and you hit it right on the head, but the first part is kids. Um, as you know, uh, so, so my kind of backstory is my first son Bennett, uh, was a preemie and he was a 26 weeker, um, in which my wife had complications beforehand with, with him. And so, um, you know, when I think about that time in which we spent 106 days in the NICU, uh, and a long time, I mean, it, it's definitely, and, and talking to some other people, I mean, it's, 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 some have been in there longer, some have been in there shorter, but I mean, it's 106 days. How old is he now? How old is he now? He's four. Four. I was going to guess. Four. Right. Just turned four. So, so yeah, I mean, so four years and, and that's when I started kind of stepping away from coaching CrossFit. And, um, and I, I think when I, when I think about that time, um, there's a great book called, uh, start with why by Simon Sinek. And basically whatever you do in life, um, know, know your why. And, and I think that, you know, knowing that process and having, um, having Bennett go through that and having my wife go through it. And as we went through that as a family, you know, it definitely made you think about, you know, what, what can I do, uh, better? And, you know, uh, as much as I love CrossFit and I love coaching it and I still have a passion for patterns and, and, uh, you know, the, the art of weightlifting and a lot of the things that, uh, these amazing athletes do, uh, I knew I spent a lot of time at the gym and, and that was a huge passion for me, but it was one of those things uh, like it's, it's a balancing act. All right. I got, mm -hmm. I got something that's, you know, part of me in, in my role now. So, so that's when that, when I started veering kind of away and, and it wasn't totally away, I was able to kind of replicate a, a, a gym, uh, a garage gym that I had in which I got pretty creative with some things. And, and I started doing my own thing at my own house. And, um, but it wasn't as frequent. It wasn't as intense. Um, you know, I would still go out with some, some of our friends and, and do workouts. Uh, but these workouts were, were different. It wasn't always, you know, uh, 21, 15, nine and uh, of, of certain patterns or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I definitely kept that mindset of just a CrossFit mentality when you are doing something, you know, kind of embrace the suck slash, you know, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And, um, so, so right when that happened, right when we had Bennett, uh, that transition started to begin. Um, now that it's evolved and I've changed kind of career paths, uh, to a degree, um, you know, it, it, it's definitely changed, uh, now where I'm doing 
quite a lot of different things yet. I, I still, I still try to weight train, uh, multiple times a week. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to find out, Hey, I got an hour of open time right now. When, what can I do in order to, to benefit my, my body and my mind at the same time? So, uh, that was 2016 when Ben was born. Um, so that transition, I was exiting CrossFit, um, in which, you know, that just gave me a, a new perception of fitness overall. I think anyone who's been in CrossFit understands that, um, the life prior to CrossFit was probably totally different. Um, but then, you know, coming, coming out of it, um, it has definitely been, uh, an opening experience too. And, and it, it led me to a few things like I, um, good buddy of mine, Joel Weigel is, uh, we did a, a Spartan race together and, um, and there's new things that we're, I, I want to do. And that's, um, there's some rucking at, um, events that, that my buddy and I that we're looking to, to pursue. So it's, um, it, it's changed, but I think the mentality of, of doing your best, it hasn't. Yeah, no, I think you, you dropped a lot of good points there. And, and um, I think that's pretty consistent, right? Like CrossFit is a beautiful thing, but it, it does require a lot of demand and time because of the skill of a lot of the movements, right? You're spending a lot of time practicing those movements. And, um, I think, you know, there's a ton and a ton of value there. And if you have the time and the discipline to do it, it's fantastic. Um, but how do you, the, the part that I like the most, you said, I got an hour, what do I do? And, and that's really what I want to explore is what is the best combination? If you got 45 minutes a day, what is the best combination of movements, whether that's strength, cardiovascular activity for somebody that is, um, you know, not necessarily competing in anything currently, but wants to stay healthy, be able to spend time with their family. Uh, what are those demands? You know, what do you need to be able to keep your mind clear? What do you need to be able to counter the effects of that sitting job that you have all day long? And, and what does that look like? Um, what are you doing? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're doing a combination of some cardiovascular types of things with the rucking as well as some weight training. What's your weight training look like nowadays? Like, are you doing anything specific uh, you know, or I, are you doing anything specific program wise um, or just kind of program wise? No, I think right now it's just, just move your body. And, and so my typical day starts off, uh, between four and four thirty in, in the morning and I'll wake up. Um, we have, like I said, I have a, a sauna in our house. Uh, I usually turn that thing on in the morning um, and then uh, get moving. Uh, and I have a rower and I do have an assault bike that I have in our basement in which sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's doing different durations um, or uh, Tabata for, for some of this stuff. And so those that don't know, I mean, your Tabata can be typically a 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. Um, and, and I like to play around with it. You can do some, what they call EMOMs, one minute on, one minute off, um, and just switching it up. And if, and if you continue to do the same pattern, obviously a lot of people argue that, you know, if you're doing the same repetition all the time, like you're more likely to get injured. Um, but I, I feel like the, the movements that I'm doing are pretty safe in that, in that sense of like rowing, uh, doing the assault bike. But the idea is like, Hey, I, I want to wake up. And I noticed that there's a huge difference of, you know, Brian Callahan, uh, when I don't work out and when I do work out in the morning. And so I definitely like the one that, uh, works out in the morning, uh, a lot better. So, uh, I noticed that for myself. And so basically, you know, I try to do some sort of kind of high intensity workout just to get my heart rate up, get a little sweat going on. Um, I mean, there's times where, you know, burpees and squats, air squats, will always do the body good. Um, so it, it's constantly, constantly hitting those things. Um, but I, I also feel like there's, there's a huge importance of, you know, definitely pushing and pulling as well. So um, I, I, put a, I put up a rock wall for my son and my daughter who, uh, who never use it now, of course. Uh, so so I, I have some extra grips. Uh, so I, I use those for pull-ups and, and that's outside. So that's outside mm -hmm. on my deck. So um, even at this time in which the weather is, you know, pretty, uh, pretty cold outside, uh, like I like getting myself in, in these elements where, where it is cold or, or extremely hot. And um, 
And I, I think that helps the mindset a little bit. Like you're doing something to accomplish, uh, you know, you're doing things to accomplish a goal. And so uh, pushing and pulling. So to go back to those movements, um, uh, what I like to do is obviously push-ups, uh, try to keep a ton of pull-ups going, um, especially in like mixed grips and all, all these different things. Um, I like squatting, squatting with weight. I, obviously I, I find that to be the most beneficial. However, you know, it's, you know, it's about how the body's feeling. And if it's not, you know, ready to deal with weight, it's going to be, uh, fine with just doing some, some air squats and some lunges. But then, uh, I definitely love hitting the, the, uh, rower, uh, a lot of late and then, uh, the son or the, excuse me, the assault bike. So just a mixture of movements. I still kind of try to keep full, full range of motion on, on a lot of these things. And then, you know, once I feel like I've, I got a good, you know, between 15, 20 minutes of a workout in, you know, I hit the sauna once it's ready. And I feel like that is, is my time to kind of get myself mentally ready for the day. Um, you know, I, I'll do some breathing techniques as well, uh, which is extremely difficult after uh, a workout <laughs> if you're trying to do some Wim Hof. So, uh, so those are like my my Monday. I mean, I would say that's probably most of the time. Um, more recently, I've been doing longer rucks on the weekends in the morning, and those those range from me getting up at three thirty and starting the ruck at four o'clock, and we'll go somewhere in. Uh, Cuyahoga National Park and I have a buddy of mine that um that we uh it's almost like a professional development for us and we'll walk for depends on the path and depends on terrain but it's anywhere from two and a half to, to four hours so um and, and it's a it's a good time and I'm glad that he's he's very chatty too so uh you know there's no <laughs> no uh no downtime. Uh, valleys in our conversation. So the, the, yeah, so, and, and it's good. And then, you know, I come home later that night, I might recover with the sauna. So, um, but definitely trying to throw in some stretching in there too, for all my PTs. So, <laughs> so, uh, your workouts very CrossFit esque, right? I mean, I feel like the only movements that aren't in yeah. there, are the kind of the high level gymnastics and the, the Olympic lifting stuff, but, but otherwise, um, very CrossFit. And, and, and it kind of gets back to the core of varied movements, um, skilled and, and kind of working on, on different patterns. So, um, yeah, I love that. I love that idea. Um, I do think, you know, and, and this is just for me personally, I find myself trying to do more stretching in the evenings. Um, because you just, I'm in the same position so much more all day long, right? Well, you know, I'm not sitting per se at a desk, but I'm working on people over top of a table all day. I'm still, you know, I'm still here all day long. Um, and it's just, you got to get it in. Like, you got to move the other way. Yeah, There's just no way around. Yeah. What are the, um, oh, the yeah. sauna is something I feel like you've been talking to me every time I see you, the sauna comes up. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> what, what benefits are you noticing from the sauna? Oh my gosh. Uh, I, great question. Um, I think clarity, I think first and foremost is like the idea, um, that when I get out of the sauna, uh, some people experience like this runner's high and, and those, those athletes and those people that have, uh, have done a lot of running know that at sometimes at certain points, once you get past the point of discomfort and you find your rhythm and you're, and you're running a lot, uh, you get kind of this runner's high. And, uh, what I believe the research talks about is just, you know, you kind of a dopamine release, uh, occurs. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I, I started experiencing that a lot uh, a few years ago when I started dabbling into the sauna, and that was um, in a more traditional uh, sauna. So the the lava rocks, I believe that some of them call them um, steam uh, steam saunas, in which the the temperature of the room gets a lot hotter. And so, I mean, it's that those are tough. And so basically you get out of there and, and I would hit it with a cold shower for a period of time and go back in. And so just the uh, mental clarity that I would have when I would leave there was, was off the charts. I, I felt like, wow, a million bucks. Like, um, and then more recently, I definitely find that uh, now that I've made my body in tune with the sauna, like it's, it's part of my routine and, and, as I just got off my phone with a buddy who, who just asked about saunas, um, obviously I was 
pro sauna and telling him to, you know, look into it, um, that I do the sauna at least, at least once a day, uh, if not twice. Um, I just recently purchased mine last year. Uh, it's, it's in our basement and I, I can probably count the, the days on one hand of the times that I have not used the sauna. Um, and that's how much I feel like that has, um, helped me, uh, during the, the times in which, you know, you know, you don't want to do something. And so, and I think if, if a person has the opportunity and obviously with health concerns and if they check out with their physician and everything's good, um, there, there's no reason why, like if you can afford it and you have one, you can't just sit like you sit down and, <laughs> and you sweat like you're running a marathon. And, and, and the first time I did it, I was like, man, this is, uh, this is something else. And so, and the more and more I got into it, the more and more I looked into the research. Um, and obviously it's a big thing, uh, over uh, across the pond. And I think more people here in America are adopting this, this mindset that like, Oh, this is something that's good for your body and, and whatnot. Um, but I've been a steady user of the sauna for, uh, actually since, uh, my, my first son was born. Um, so four years now, and that was actually one of my ways in which, I was able to, I felt like kind of keep up some of my fitness. And, uh, I believe that there's some, some, uh, correlations between, um, endurance and sauna use too. Um, as, as well as, um, keeping muscle mass as well. Uh, but those are like some of the extra benefits. But for me, like when, when my son was born and we were running from hospital to, to the house and all this other stuff. And we had a little limited time. It was like, what can I do? What can I do in an hour? Um, and sometimes it would be like, Hey, what can I do in a half an hour? Um, and you know, as the time starts dwindling, like an option was always going into, uh, the sauna and, and just sweating it out. And so that's kind of how it started. Um, and I, and I'm an avid user and advocate for, for the sauna. If, if, if no one's tried it so far, I mean, it's, it's definitely, I felt like a game changer. What, uh, what sauna did you buy? Like what type of sauna do you have? Uh, so I have a, an, an infrared sauna. We are members through Costco and they had a, a three person sauna that seems to be pretty much on cycle, uh, through their website that we purchase. So, um, I think it's, uh, dynamics is, I believe the, the brand. Um, and, and the infrared basically from, from what, how I understand it is that, uh, a traditional sauna heats up the air around you. And so the air can be between 175 degrees to over 200 degrees, depending on the setting. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that have the lava rocks and just looks like, like a little oven in the room. Uh, an infrared has panels inside the, the box that you're in. And basically it, it the infrared uh, wavelengths are can penetrate deeper into the muscle tissue and which can make you sweat more. And it's not necessarily as hot as a traditional sauna. And so ours ranges from, if you let it warm up for a half an hour, it's between 135. And if you let it warm up uh, more to 45 minutes, it's like 135 to 145. So, it, but still like when you get in there, I mean, it's, it's warm. Um, but you start to sweat right away where I felt like when I was in the, the, the hotter one, like it would take me a period of time to start sweating, uh, or the more traditional one, it would take me more time to start sweating. So it's, it's definitely different. Um, uh, but I think the results are, are very similar. And I think, uh, some of the studies that are coming out are saying, you know, 20 minutes in a traditional sauna, you'll, you'll get these type of benefits. And then you have to spend close to 45 minutes in uh, an infrared. So my, always, my question was, okay, is this all just in one shot, one time? Can I take a break? But regardless, you know, I, I'm in there quite often. I feel like I, I'm reaping the benefits of, of it. And so, um, you know, I, I, I just told my buddy, I was like, hey, it's literally probably my, one of my favorite purchases behind uh, maybe my smoker that I have for, for cooking. So... <laughs> Yeah. I, I have to look more into the research. I actually just saw something this morning. It was a Rhonda Patrick YouTube video and I clicked on it because they were, she was talking about IGF one and, and growth hormone. 
and mm-hmm. and kind of looking at the pros and cons of you know we we want to stimulate IGF one um, the growth factor and growth hormone from a performance standpoint to put on lean muscle mass, but when you look at all the aging research that's out there, more growth hormone yep. seems to decrease longevity. And so it was kind of talking about that, but she mentioned, I believe, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably say this wrong, but I believe that sauna, 30 minutes of sauna has been shown to increase growth hormone and IGF one production. Uh, so that might be the function of some of the muscle mass and, and, and those kinds of things. Um, which is super, you know, if you can start to trigger some of those hormonal things with, you know, as you say, you're just going in there and hanging out for a half hour. Um, you know, I, I could see, man, that could be some really cool benefits. Plus, let's face it, 30 minutes of just quiet time alone with your thoughts, um, that doesn't hurt either, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that that's part of it. And, you know, the more and more I, I, I'm changing my uh, – the, the way I, I look at – I mean, not, not the way I look at fitness, but just how I'm doing fitness is, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of it. And so in, in the job that I'm currently in um, – you know, it, it's definitely, it can be very mentally taxing for a lot of people. Um, and, and kind of my, my study right now that I'm, I'm looking towards is actually, you mentioned something about longevity. It's, it's longevity and administration and kind of what are those factors that allow, um, a younger individual like myself entering administration, you know, I, I still got a long time before I retire. So what are those benefits that will, will help me? And so, you know, there's a variety of factors and there's numerous studies that, that talk about longevity in administration. Um, but, you know, one of it is definitely, and I, I hope to possibly explore a little bit more about just the overall health. And I think, you know, going back to the sauna and being there, you know, just with your thoughts. And there's some times where I, I will get, uh, you know, into a meditative state and just where I just need to relax and I need to, you know, work this out with myself. And so, uh, and those have been extremely helpful times, um, to whereas, you know, sometimes I'll get in there and I got to get distracted by something like we can put on a TV and we can watch through the, you know, through the glass window or whatever. But at times, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's just checking yourself, you know, just take that time to really analyze like, what are you doing and why are you doing it? Or, or what's that struggle that you're dealing with right now? And, you know, are you taking all the approaches? Are you taking in everything that factors into this decision? Because, you know, when, when you start, I guess, you know, you talk about moving up, like the weight of responsibility becomes more and more. And, um, I keep going back to understanding your why, like, you know, start with why by Simon Sinek. And so, I think that that's extremely important. And as long as you come back and you're still rooted in the reasons why you're making these decisions and that you can sleep well at night, I think that's another part, um, you know, of just being in the present time. And if that's being in a a sauna, sweating it out and making yourself sit there and think about those thoughts, um, you know, I I think that makes you just a better person overall. Um, and, And I think you're, you're killing multiple birds with one stone in the sense of like, Hey, you're getting exercise, you know, you're becoming, uh, more thoughtful in your process. Um, and you know, it, it's just possibly making you a, a better person overall. So, um, th- that's one thing that I, I kind of want to explore more is you know, through my doctoral degree is, you know, this a- aspect of longevity. And I think it, you know, healthy lifestyles is, is a huge part of it. That's yeah, that, that resonates with me so well. So, healthcare burnout is, is huge as well, right? Like, um, you got a lot of stressors, you're dealing with other, somebody else's health. Um, and and I think that's something that, that over, you know, I've I've been on my own business wise for four years, like the stress of that, you know, um, the uncertainty of it, the responsibility that comes of being a, a solo provider where, where a lot of times people are seeing you for direct care, um, in handling those stresses and, and understanding why you're, you're taking on those stresses is, is definitely a challenge. And, um, and I'm sure anybody in any profession will, will resonate with that as well. Um, so I am very intrigued to see kind of where you go with your research in that. And, uh, you know, we'll obviously be in touch, but I'd be curious to see what you find. And, um, you know, healthcare workers, we're looking at, you know, how much time does it take to do documentation and how much time are you spending doing this and how much time are you spend, yep. you know, and that's a big part of it, but. Oh yeah. 
But I miss, I, I, so I have not done a lot of sauna. I mean, I've been in them a handful of times, but I, I wouldn't say that I've ever done it consistently. Um, I, I'm curious to see, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to play with this a little bit, but um, prior to COVID being what it was, we used to do a lot of yoga and, you know, you'd be in a heated room and you do, you know, some movement stuff. My favorite part of a yoga class though, is when you get done at Shavasana and you're just kind of laying there. I feel like I've made more good life decisions in that 10 minute window. Um, like, you're just like, Oh, that's what I was thinking about. And that's how I'm going to solve this problem. You know, whatever it is. Uh, it, it would be interesting yep. to see if kind of that workout combined with heat and, and kind of that clarity time. Um, if you have some of that, that clarity, um, how it relates. Yeah. You know, you make a good point and, and, I would mention just the fact that I have an experience of, of doing now I mentioned like right now, like I'm, I'm kind of like in my basement. Um, I'm not totally scared of the elements. Our garage is kind of taken over by kids stuff right now and, and <laughs> lawnmowers and whatever else. But I mean, we still have a gym in our garage and in, in which, uh, you know, had to get pretty fancy with, with some, uh, creative ideas, but we still have like pretty much a full set gym in our garage in which, you know, weight training does occur. Uh, but right now it's more just like moving my body in the morning, getting in the sauna. Um, but I would say that when we do, you know, if the weather is nice and we get a chance to get outside and do some weightlifting or more, um, complex movements with a, a barbell, and then we go into the sauna, it's one, it, it's way more difficult to stay in there for a longer period of time. Um, and maybe that's because your heart rate's already jacked and, and, uh, you know, you already, went through a grueling workout, but, uh, I have noticed that there is a difference of, uh, duration in which I stay in that sauna, uh, based on the intensity of my workout prior. So, um, and I don't think that would be like earth shattering, but it is definitely noticeable. And so, but I definitely like the elements of, of changing it up. And, uh, I don't know if you, if you saw, but, uh, like, just the opposite of heat going to ice baths. Um, I don't know if I sent you the text, but I have, you know, I, I wanted to make this thing work. So I bought a, I don't know, maybe a 90 gallon drum of a, of a trash can and I, I fixed it up and I had like a, a drain on it and I did all this stuff. So basically I'm, I do ice baths. How long, have you, been, uh, how long have you been doing this? Uh, this started this summer. Um, okay. I haven't seen this. The tail end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll send you a picture. It, it's pretty funny. Uh, but it's, you know, it's one of those things to where um, it, it's weird. Like I, we recently moved. And so uh, when I was, when we had city water, I would get some, I would get pretty cold water somehow being in the country now. And, and we have a well, I don't get as cold of water. So I'm not taking these ice, uh, ice cold showers like I used to be doing. And so uh, but, but I love the experience of, of another challenging aspect, a mental thing. And I think my body reacts to cold way worse than heat. And so it, that, that was another challenge. So, um, but basically I have like a little stool and I, I, I get myself in this, uh, glorified trash can of, uh, water and ice and, and I, and I sit in it and, and it's, it's challenging. Um, I wish I did it more, but now that the, the weather has turned and hopefully we'll continue to have snow, um, I do have a walkout basement in which I, I'll just, I'll just go outside and sit down. Sometimes I'll lay in the snow and, and, but I think the idea of, um, just switching your body, getting your body uncomfortable with certain things, um, and, and going all the way back to that cross mentality, being comfortable with uncomfortable, uh, is still kind of you know, sitting around in my head and saying, you know what, we can do tough stuff, whatever it is. And that's one thing that, you know, we're, we're teaching our kids is you can do tough things. Uh, now it's not go lay out in the snow like daddy's doing right now, but it, it's, it's the fact that like, let's challenge ourselves. And, and the more and more I, I look into it and uh, whether that's the sauna or uh, ice baths or being in the cold, uh, there's benefits to that. And so, uh, obviously if you take it to an extreme, there's, you know, could be detrimental aspects to it, but, you know, putting yourself out there and, you know, I, like this morning I, I did a workout on our deck and it's 30 degrees outside. So it's just, you know, 
switching it up a little bit. And so, uh, but yeah, the, the ice bath thing is, is a new thing, but I always wanted to do it. So my wife granted me that permission to uh, put the <laughs> trash can in the basement. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can talk about the physiology of these things like sauna and ice bath and whatever, but the mental aspect of that is probably just as or more important, right? That, that like getting over that hurdle of, all right, this is yep. going to suck, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and, and kind of getting your mind to, to, to get to that place. And I was doing it a little bit this summer. We have an above ground pool now and it's certainly not ice bath cold, but I feel like in my old age, I've become a wimp to cold water. Like I used to, we used to do ice baths when I yeah. coached, when I coached at Akron general and we were doing like performance coaching, we used to do ice baths pretty much every workout. Like after the workout, they had a whirlpool with an ice machine and we'd fill that thing up and hop in. And uh, I remember not liking it, but kind of like, kind of like fun. It would give you this like, hi, this rush real quick that, that I enjoyed. And sure. But now I feel like, man, I'm super wimpy. Like I just don't want anything to do with it. How are you? Yeah. Go ahead. How are you? Oh, getting uh, ice I was going to say Oh, sorry. You get ice in it. Well, what were you going to say? And then my second question was, how are you filling this thing with ice? Cause I've thought of that, but you'd have to buy ice bags every three days, every day. Sure. Yeah. So, um, what I was going to say is just like, it's, it's, it's like anything it's you, you just have to be exposed to it more. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you take big gaps in which like you're not, um, exposing yourself to either a cold shower or cold environments, like, yeah, it's awful. Like it's, you know, but by the time March comes around, everyone's like, all right, like we get it. Like it's cold out and you know, we can do it. But, uh, when I took a break from taking these cold showers, I remember the first time I was like, Ooh, this is, this is <laughs> new. But I think the more and more you're doing it just like anything, you know, your body will adapt to it. But, uh, but yeah, my thing is, uh, this engineering feat that I did in my basement with this trash can, uh, is not, <laughs> sustainable for a long period of time. Uh, let's just put it that way. Uh, but yeah, I, I had to buy bags of ice and, um, you know, it, it's pretty, let's, let's just say it's not going to work out for much longer than, than a year the way I'm doing it. Cause I would get the outside hose and I would bring it in. It's in our basement. It's in our like unfinished side. So I make it work. However, uh, I don't know, uh, if it will continue to stay that way, but yeah. Every few days, I will have to drain some of the water and then add some ice to it. But um, it's definitely something I need to. Uh, I, I want to explore more. I, I feel like there's, you know, the sauna's got something, uh, but I don't know if there's much, much in the sense of like finding uh, ice bath material stuff. You can buy a trough for for farm animals and put it outside, but I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's very limited. I think right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. There's a couple of things out there that I've seen. Cause I looked at, you know, could you do a facility with an ice bath and then the trouble is cleaning it all sure. the time. Right. Cause you got to sterilize it. But, um, sure. There's a company, might've lost you. There's a company on the West side somewhere that, that definitely has it. And, uh, it, it's kind of cool. You still there, Brian? Yeah. Sorry. I was, uh, got, I just lost it here for a second. Gotta- yeah. Yeah. I hear you, but your video's gone. We got this really cool oh. picture. We got this really cool picture of you on here, though. That it comes up my bow tie. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, you got a bow tie on. That's even better. I, I'm doing that for all my my pictures. Sorry about that. I I can uh, I can edit that out, but I'm I'm probably going to keep the photo. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's cool that you, uh, when you said something about how we get used to the cold this year, I intentionally wore, uh, short sleeves and shorts outside as it was getting colder and at night and stuff, I'll go out in my shorts literally because I didn't want to be as cold when I went steelhead fishing. Nice. I didn't, want my, I, didn't want my, I didn't want my feet. I was like, I'm going to just start wearing shorts outside so that my feet don't get cold and I have to stop fishing. I can stay in the river longer and I haven't been fishing. Is as that, much. Is that the... Huh? Sure. Is that the one reason why you stop? Is that why you uh, give up because your feet get cold or, or is it not getting fish? It's never not getting fish. Not <laughs> nice. <laughs> no. Um, normally. So from a cold standpoint, there are times where your feet are just so numb that you can't like, you know, you feel like you can't feel them and it's just time to get out. Um, but it's just less comfortable. Right. And, and I feel like this year, sure. 
I haven't been out in super cold, but I've been out in, you know, 32 degrees and, uh, I don't know, maybe I just dressed right. Maybe I'm getting used to the cold, but, but I felt good. I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, just got it. Now, now it's getting cold, cold. So we'll find out if, if my effort is worth it or not, but no, from a fish standpoint, it's almost motivating when you're not catching them. If that makes sense. Because you're like, yeah, right, you're like, what do I got to do to get one? What do I got to do to get one here? Like, why haven't I caught a fish yet? And and so you got to start changing things and making decisions and like, how do I catch a fish in this moment? So, um, very rarely will not catching them deter mm. me. Nice. Unless that's, I got, that's the attitude I need. yeah, yeah. Unless I got ten thousand other things to do that day, and and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to catch anything. Then it's like, all right, it's just time to call it. But <laughs> sure, I try not to. One of these days, we're going to get you out there. Yeah, I, I had a pretty good experience with the father, father-in-law uh, doing it. So it's pretty funny because he has all the equipment and he's got to like zip me up like a little 12-year-old boy. I'm like, thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, dad. So uh, it, it's always a good time. But, uh, yeah. you know, we, we had a blast. And so, uh, you know, well, it's, it's something new, you know, for me, for me to do that with him and, uh, you know, getting out there and, and trying something new. It's, it's, it's just cool. It's just a new experience. And I think the more and more we get to be outside and in nature, yep. uh, it, it's been, been helpful just to clear the mind. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I feel like that's probably the biggest factor, not, not just catching fish, but, you know, just, you know, being able to think about, you know, being in a nice setting and, and having the stream go between your legs. I mean, that's, that, that's a pretty cool, cool experience. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is for me. It's, it, no matter what else is going on, you want to talk about a distraction. Like I can get on a river and maybe it's the environment. Maybe it's my focus on making those decisions or whatever, but like everything goes away and I'm just fishing for that, that period of time. And, uh, it's definitely a a reset, a reset for me. Um, so I gotta, I, it's just something I have to make sure I keep doing because otherwise you get so like, you can just feel yourself kind of ramp it up and like, I need to go. And then you get out and you're like, ah, everything's, everything's clear again, you know? So, uh, I hope everybody has something, whether it's, I feel like the cyclists get that. I feel like the runners get that with their running. Uh, fishing is something that's always kind of done it for me, but I hope everybody has something that like just resets them, you know, where you're kind of like <laughs> back to baseline. Yeah, um, absolutely. We can do it with rucks. We'll put the, we'll put the go ruck packs on, put 20 pounds on the back. There we go. Now you got, now you got fishing plus uh, you got some physical activity in there too. Plus some weight. Move yeah, some weight that's a good idea. That's going to be something. It could be a new thing. Are you still doing the um, – uh, what did you mention with me last time? You're doing like book, like a book club style with the rucks. Are you still – you guys still messing with that? Yeah. Well, uh, kind of with COVID, I and mean, we kind of so, – so most of it, it's with administrators and so school administrators. And so mm-hmm. um, we kind of taken a pause a little bit, but, but we were able to get uh, a book in. And so the idea was um, – and this is another part of my, my possible uh, dissertation, which I want to explore is like mentorship. And mm-hmm. so, um, and, and there's just some good discussions about, you know, talking about longevity through uh, administration. Uh, mentorship is, is an aspect that I think is overlooked uh, in professional development. And so, you know, we have a lot of books that we get um, from, various companies and various organizations. So, uh, but it's, it, the idea came from one we're we were rucking and we we're rucking for, you know, like I said, three hours at, at times, two to three hours, maybe even longer sometimes. And so, um, you know, and, and granted we had some good content, in what you're talking about, but sometimes, you know, we could always, you know, refer back to, Hey, this reading or this article or something like that. And so, um, we had some people that were interested in, in doing this and it's called, I mean, I just made up a basic name of read, lead and ruck. Basically the idea is that, you know, we're talking about leaders, people that want to uh, continue to do better. Um, and uh, the old saying is uh, leaders are readers. And so the fact that, you know, we are reading books to better ourselves and then uh, we kind of get together in the sense of um, rucking. And then we just recap those chapters that we're reading. And so, um, and depending on the group, uh, I got I got a guy who's who's very uh, getting after it uh, for rucking, so he would want to go longer. Uh, but some of the people, you know, it might have been the first time, so there's been some some challenges of finding certain paths or 
you know, navigating to where it kind of meets everyone's needs for the rucking part. But the idea was more just, uh, I wanted to add a different element to a book club. Now I've done some virtual book clubs, um, with leadership books, uh, in a zoom setting, which is fine. It's, it's great. I mean, obviously you get to collaborate with other people and you get to talk about their experiences and you get to hear, you know, how they handle certain situations. But, um, you know, being a fitness person and I wanted to add that element in there. Um, I thought it would be pretty unique to have, you know, just a book club with people that are going outside to walk. Like we're going at a pace where everyone can talk that everyone can do something. Um, and so, uh, you know, small, small groups, uh, when we're doing it, but then obviously with the uptick in, and COVID cases around the area, a lot of people were like, yeah, maybe not right now. So, so right now it's kind of put on hold, but, um, it, it was something in which, uh, I felt like the need for mentorship along with reading, along with some fitness, uh, it kind of hit all of those aspects. Yeah. I, I love the idea. Um, I mean, I, I've, because I, I drive so far to work every day now, I've, I've done a lot more listening to audiobooks, And there's, there's so many books where you listen to them and you're like, why, why didn't I know this 10 years ago or five years ago? Or, you know, why hadn't sure. I read this? Like, it's just laziness. I should have been reading these books. Um, whether it's, you know, a leadership type book, a self-help type book, or um, finance types. I mean, you know, pick your poison. But there's so much information. Yep. The motivation to, to meet with somebody and know you're going to discuss a topic, I, I feel like would be huge. I, I mean, I'd love to see you figure out a way. I think I mentioned this last time too. How could you combine that and make that virtual? You know, where we're on a cell, maybe it's a cellular sure. Zoom call or a, because um, then you, you could eliminate the COVID piece and I could go hiking in my, you know, Mill Creek Park in Youngstown while you guys are in Cuyahoga sure. and we could all kind of communicate and, and have a conversation. Um, I think it's a really sweet idea. I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Limiting those barriers. And, and you know, I, I definitely thought about that and kind of, I haven't put too much uh, mental uh, real estate in that aspect, but, uh, but yeah, I think the more, like, I feel like people want to connect, Yeah, especially more and more at this time in, in which, you know, we're, we're becoming more isolated and hopefully, you know, there, there seems to be light at the end of the tunnel here. Um, hopefully, sooner rather than later, but the fact that we still want to connect with everyone. And so, um, being able to do so and, and possibly get engaged in these conversations. And, and I felt like, you know, when I go on these rucks and we have these conversations, like that professional development for three hours, like I'll be sitting, you know, the whole, the, the whole day, the next day, even into the next week, recapping the conversation that we're having, uh, and understanding, you know, kind of viewpoints and just like, man, man, that was a really good line or something like someone said something in which just like hit home. And so, um, you know, that, that, that was one thing that I felt, uh, was very helpful when we would do this. And, and I guess I kind of had a passion before this, just as a young administrator, I, I I've been seeking out just, I guess, advice from senior administrators and, and people outside of my district. Um, people inside my district as well, but, uh, around Northeast Ohio. And I would, you know, I reach out to them and, and a lot of people are very open to communicate and, and talk about this. Cause I would just say, Hey, I'm early on in my career. Um, and I see that, you know, obviously you are, you know, X, Y, Z down the path, uh, in your career. Like, I, I would like to conversate with you just to see what, what advice or, or what, what led you to where you are now? And so just understanding the path a little bit more um, in, in this new field for me is, is, was part of it. And, and being with a group of administrators um, is very unique. I mean, it, we all, everyone, I, I can see like a very common, uh, common thread between all of us. And that's the idea of like doing more, uh, doing what's right for kids, um, being passionate about what you do. And so it's, it's very interesting to see how it comes out in a lot of different people. So, um, you know, a lot of it was just, you know, relationship based. And I think that's why a lot of people get into education It's because you want to be with kids and, and work with other kids. And as administrator, you're kind of splitting the, the time between kids and adults, but it's still relationship based. And so, um, you know, I love to listen and I love to, you know, this is probably the most I've, I've talked before, but. Uh, you know, I love hearing people's stories and just 
you know, understanding where they were, time and place, and and those decisions that they made. So uh, it, it was a big combination of a lot of things that that made me want to do this. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think that's why I kind of want to start a podcast is I love the same thing, right? Like, what are people doing that's yeah. successful, and and what can you take from that and, and learn from that? And um, that pursuit of knowledge, I, I I think, is just so invaluable. Yes. Right, just trying to trying to figure little things out and how do you apply them to your world? But um, I think there's uh, I think this podcast has been pretty good. We're coming up on an hour, man. I figured we would. And got a lot of content in there. How about <laughs> we that? did, man. We did, some, we did get some. And, and I love. Hmm? I, I love that you know you st- you started this. I, I thought that was a, a great idea. And I, you know, the more and more I thought about it, because I, I love podcasts too, listening to them and and just hearing like how a lot of people started and a lot of people started just you know just talking to other people and then you know this is something that became a passion and you know if you're listening to Tim Ferriss or uh, Joe Rogan you know you look at their earlier uh, recordings it, I mean it wasn't much and it's, it's yeah. one of those things where you know now, now they are um, and now they're they're a huge resource for a lot of people to to get more information on certain topics which which is wild and, and I think you know, if you have your your group uh, of followers that understand who you are, and you know they like the content that you're that you're spitting out, and it's and it's helping them, I, I think that's a plus. I, I think that's a win. And I, the idea in in your position in which you're you're gaining more understanding of other people's worlds, I, I think that just helps you as a person, whether you agree with what they do or not. Um, and I'm just thinking more of a like a Joe Rogan type of an experience his experience that he's doing with people. Mm-hmm. He has a variety of, of people on there in which, you know, he doesn't always agree with and, and which is great. And I think those conversations that you have with um, those individuals, I, I think that just makes you more conscientious as a person. And, and I think, you know, hopefully overall, it makes you more thoughtful in your actions and more purposeful in what you do in life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I'm fortunate with my job that, that I get to meet so many, like, just good people. And, you know, I love being able to help people and all that kind of stuff that, that you would think of. But another, like, one of my favorite parts of the job is just hearing people's stories and learning lessons from them. And, you know, I get to talk to people that are, you know, you get younger people all the way up into people that are, you know, in their 80s and, and 90s. And uh, I, I've learned so much from my patients that it just felt like, we should share some of that. Right. So let's talk to these people that have experienced life and yeah. um, hopefully can relate to, you know, when I listen to you talk and things that you've made decisions on, like, I, I mean, I've definitely been, you know, now, now with a, you know, one and a half year old myself, like I can feel those decisions happening. Um, and, and it just, you know, again, if we can learn from other people, it has to be helpful. So I'm excited yeah. to see where and it goes. I, yeah. So as we wrap this up, is there anything else? Is there one last thing you'd like to leave with? with anybody listening or something you'd like to, if you could say, Hey, focus on this and, and, and see if it would help somebody. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, the one thing I'm on Twitter and it's more for, I kind of split it between this idea of, you know, Brian Callahan as, as an administrator slash, you know, someone just to motivate other people. And so, uh, what I do a lot is I hashtag hashtag earn, earn your sunrise. And basically, um, you know, that I'm stealing it from someone, so I can't take credit for it. But the idea is that, um, you know, get up and, and accomplish something early on. And, you know, whether it's not hitting the snooze button, that's an accomplishment. Get up out of bed, move your body. I feel like that that helps us, not only you, but the people you're around. Um, and so I, I kind of fell into this knack of, early riser getting things done i think there's um some pride in in doing stuff in which uh other people aren't doing it and so and and i'm i'm stealing some stuff from david goggins and some jocko stuff jocko but um you know the fact (laughs) yeah yeah you know definitely definitely his uh leadership style but the fact (laughs) that you're doing something uh to better yourself um and if that is a challenge of waking up early on um you know, that is an aspect and then moving your body, like, Hey, you got to get it in. And my life right now is, is busy. Um, and I know there's plenty of people who have busier lives. 
Um, but, uh, you know, those stresses, those things, you got to find an outlet. And for me, it's waking up early, make sure, you know, I, I take care of my basic needs of my health. And, and that's going to be working out, sauna, you know, throughout the day, possibly fasting and some, uh, you know, making sure I'm eating the right foods when I do. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's accomplishing something early on uh, just to build that confidence moving forward. Um, th- there's life is tough, but be tougher. And I, I think that's uh, well said. Uh, just a mindset that, that, that we got to do. I mean, especially in these times, we got to be creative with, with what we do. And um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, everyone has their story. You're, you're the author of your own book. You know, w- would someone want to read it? when you have to write that last page. So uh, that, that, that's kind of how my mindset is right now. We're going to put a sign up in the office that life is tough, but be tougher. We're going to, I'm going to quote you. We're going to put there a we sign. Go. We're going to put a sign up in the new office. I like it. I love it. All I'll right, man. For you. Yeah, dude, I was looking through my phone. I found some artwork of yours from when I was yeah. looking to design my first logo. Yes. I'm going to put in the show notes. It's sweet. Do it. Yeah, right, it's uh, back in the day. It's like five years, five, five, six years ago, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, awesome. Pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, so will you have a link for this? Yeah, um, so it's on, it'll be on YouTube. It'll be on my website, pitcherfunction.com. It'll be on Apple. It'll be on Spotify and probably some other random oh, podcasts. Yeah, man, we're putting it out there. Do you want my... Uh, you want my Twitter handle and all that stuff or what? Yeah, man. Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I was thinking about like just sending you a text. But, uh, <laughs> we'll do that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my Twitter handle is Brian underscore underscore. So there's two underscores. Uh, Callahan, C-A-L-L-A-H-A-N. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's the only way you're going to find me. That's, that's where your stuff's at. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. And then I, I'm on LinkedIn and stuff like that for, um, so Brian Callahan, um, I got a bow tie on my picture, so it's all good. That's I'm pretty sure that's only Callahan that has bow tie on. So <laughs> find me there, but I yeah, that. I can, I can add those to the show notes or I can send it to you. Yeah. To we'll put it. We'll, we'll put them in the notes. All right, man. I appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Dude, this is fun. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to shut her down. Thank you for enjoying the fit for tomorrow podcast. Hope you're able to pick up a few things to help you live and move better. We'd really appreciate a like, share, review, or follow in order to help us continue to grow this podcast and help more people like you looking to feel and move better as active adults. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.